As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program is a production of Faith to Victory Ministries. The disciples knew that in order to keep from falling down, to keep from falling away, in their faith and in the spiritual work that Jesus had been preparing them to do all this time, they had to stand. Is that not what we still have to do today? Any of us who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, and we consider ourselves followers of Jesus Christ, we're disciples. Welcome to Faith to Victory Sunday Worship with minister and founder of Faith to Victory Ministries, Michael Collins. Now, here's Michael with today's message. Life is a labor, is it not? <laughs> Life is work. Some of our young kids, they don't know that yet, but they're going to find out soon enough, amen? <laughs> Life is a lot of work. Christ being a Christian is a lot of work, but it's a joy also. It's a joyful work. You know, the things that, that God presents to us throughout the course of our life and the different roads that we have to travel, a lot of times it's a, it's a mystery, but I like to call it a beautiful mystery because it's God's mystery. And God never has anything in store for us or planned for us that's to harm us or to drag us down or to knock us down. God always wants to build us up. So what we have to do as we do labor for the Lord is to have the right attitude about it. And we all know that there are times in, in, in our career or, or job that we may have that we get discouraged, we get real disgruntled almost. Sometimes we're not very passionate about what we do. But that's our fault. We can't blame that on our boss. We can't blame that on our coworkers. We can't blame it on our family. We can't blame it on, you know, life in general. It's our fault because it's our attitude that is why we're allowing that to happen. So what I want to share with you today before I get into our scripture, which is going to be, if you want to go ahead and turn to this in your Bibles, it's the 16th chapter of John. We'll have the scripture up here on the, on the big screen. It's John 16, 1 through 11, which is our key scripture for today. And there's going to be a couple of other scriptures I'm going to direct you to as we go. 
I just wanted to, to let you know that, you know, the things that we do that are required to survive in this life, because that's what work is. It, it's work provides for our families, it provides for our children's future, it provides for our peace of mind and our well-being, and, and it's, it's, we have to do it to survive, amen? But as we do it, we cannot allow it to be something that drags us down, something that weighs us down, something that we, we allow ourselves to, to not look forward to every day. Have you ever had a job like that where you just didn't look forward, you didn't want to go to work? Because either there were some people that you had to deal with or something in the nature of your job that you just weren't happy with. But is that, is that your employer's fault? Is that those people at that job, is that their fault? No, that's your fault because you're going about it the wrong way. Scripture tells us, as before I get into John, I want to share one scripture with you from Colossians chapter 3. It's two passages of scripture, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. If you would turn with me there right quick. The Apostle Paul, in, in the entire chapter of, uh, third chapter of Colossians, focuses on the Christian household. He focuses on the Christian mentality, uh, how our children uh, are expected to be respectful of their parents, but also parents are supposed to be respectful of their children. It says, don't provoke your child. Don't provoke your child to anger, but bring them up in a home of love. Bring them up in a home of encouragement. Now he gets down to verse 23 and he says that whatsoever you do, do it heartily. What does it mean to do something heartily? It means to do it with your whole heart, to do it with the right frame of mind, with the right frame of heart and the right attitude, with the right focus and the right purpose in mind. It says, whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord. In other words, do it as if you're doing it for the Lord himself. And I tell you, my friends, that it, 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 no matter how miserable you think you might be on your job or, or whatever career you might have, or just difficulties, you, may, you might not be miserable, but you may just be having some difficult times, not really fully, your heart, you don't feel like your heart's in it all the way. Let me tell you, when you take that attitude and you do it for the Lord, as if you're working for the Lord himself, then you're gonna do it right. And when you do it right, you're going to reap the benefits of that. You're going to see your attitude change. You're going to see your attitude towards your coworkers change. You're going to see your attitude toward whatever authority you have change. Because God is going to, through his Holy Spirit, is going to change that for you. He's going to give you a new mind about it, a new attitude about it. And then in verse 24, it says, Knowing that the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. What Paul says is he doesn't want you to go. The Lord does not want us to go to our job and our boss come to us and say, okay, I need you to go over here and do this. No, I don't work for you. I work for God. That's not what he's talking about. Have that mindset that in the manner in which you go about the work that you do or anything that you do in this life, you do it to please God. You do it God's way. You do it with the Lord in mind, what the Lord would have you to do. And that brings us to our scripture today in John 16, where Jesus, actually in the, in the last part of, uh, of the 15th chapter of John, is where Jesus told his disciples that when he left them, that he was going to send them a helper. Some translations call him an advocate. Now, when we talk about someone who is an advocate in our world today, that's someone who is a supporter. 
someone who is an encourager, someone who uh, is, gives you direction. Is that not what the Holy Spirit of God does in our life? He supports us, he directs us, he guides us in the right direction to help us maintain the right focus about whatever it is. Not just our jobs, but whatever it is in our life. All of our relationships, our, our responsibility in our church, in our community, everything. Jesus was, was telling his disciples that you're gonna have to have this helper. I'm no longer gonna be with you. And the reason that I'm not sending him now is because I'm still here. You're gonna need him when I'm gone. And he was explaining to them about what the presence of the Holy Spirit would mean to them as far as carrying on the ministry and being able to carry on spreading the gospel, spreading the truth, the gospel of salvation to as far and wide as they would, could possibly go. So Jesus was, was trying to get them to understand the work of the Holy Spirit, what the work of the Holy Spirit was gonna be in their life. And that work of the Holy Spirit is a very mighty work, but only when we allow it to be. Every one of us who ex has accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, and we have accepted him and we've given our heart to him, we have the Holy Spirit, amen? We have the presence of the Holy Spirit with us all the time. The presence of the Holy Spirit is like our prayer life. It is available to us. God is available to us through our prayer life 24 hours a day. He does not put us on hold. He does not make us wait because he's listening to other people. God is there all the time to listen to you whenever you need him, to help you and to lift you up, to raise you up when you need him. So is the Holy Spirit. Because whose Holy Spirit is it? It's the Holy Spirit of the Almighty God. It's available to us 24-7. Jesus knew that his disciples had to grasp that. They had to wrap their heads around that truth that the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life was going to be a power that they had never experienced before. The presence of the Holy Spirit changes your, the, the entire trajectory of your life. It changes your perception of other people. It changes your perception of yourself. But most importantly, it changes the perception of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The presence of the Holy Spirit was intended to be the disciples' source of guidance and direction and courage for carrying on the ministry of Jesus Christ because Jesus knew, and he said it in the scripture, this presence, this helper was going to be necessary because if he wasn't there for them to call on and to guide them and direct them, that most of them would probably fall away. Even though they had walked with him physically, they had ministered with him physically, they had spent every hour of the day with him in his life physically in the last few years of his ministry. They had watched him die on the cross and they saw him resurrected. Jesus still knew that there was that possibility that some of those men were going to fall away if they did not have the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what he was trying to get them to understand that's why it was necessary for them to understand that they had to continue to stand and not fall. That was the only way that the gospel was going to get into the world the way it needed to. It was going to be a hard road ahead. There were going to be very difficult days ahead. 
Jesus told them this. They knew it was going to be hard. They knew that as also, though, going to be a road with the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life, that it was going to be a road also filled with the wonder of being able to witness God move through his Holy Spirit in their life and in the lives of those that they were going to impact through this ministry. The disciples knew that in order to keep from falling down, to keep from falling away in their faith and in the spiritual work that Jesus had been preparing them to do all this time, they had to stand. Is that not what we still have to do today? Any of us who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in our life and we consider ourselves followers of Jesus Christ, we're disciples. Now there's a difference between being a follower and a disciplined follower. The word disciple, that's what it means, a disciplined follower. Now with the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life, and our reliance upon that presence of the Holy Spirit, our acknowledgement of it and our acceptance of it and putting it to work in our life and in our ministry and whatever we do in life, that makes us a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ. That makes us a disciple. So even though we, us that are here today, we weren't able, we didn't have the privilege of walking physically with Jesus as they did, but we do have the honor and the privilege to walk with him just as close as they did, spiritually. Jesus is just as present within us who have accepted him as he was with them, as he was with them when he was there with them physically. We have to keep that in our minds. I think we forget that sometimes. I think we forget just how close he is, closer than a brother. He's a constant presence. The Holy Spirit is a constant presence in our life. Now, when we talk about the disciples realizing that they had to stand, there were, there, were, there were certain things that they had to stand for, they had to stand on. They had to stand on the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They had to stand on the sacrifice that Jesus had made on that cross. They also had to stand on the power of the resurrection, the power of him being a risen savior. They had to stand on that. They couldn't fall away from that. How could you fall away from something like that if you actually witnessed it? If you witnessed Jesus alive and walking and talking with you, showing you the scars in his hands and on his feet, how could you fall away from that? Jesus knew that there was a way that they could, and it was absolutely necessary for the Holy Spirit to be a constant presence in their life. Because all that Jesus had foretold them, all that he had, had told them throughout their time together that was going to, the things that were going to happen, they happened. And they witnessed that. They were witness to all of it coming to pass. They were also witnesses of, of when he took his last breath on that cross. They were also witnesses of the resurrected Savior as he came and he spent time with them while he was here still resurrected, walking this earth. They saw him alive again. As we read the words of Jesus in the 16th chapter of John that I'm gonna share with you here in just a second, we can begin to understand what's being set in place for the Holy Spirit to come. What are the reasons for the Holy Spirit to come? Why? Why was it necessary? What was the purpose of his presence? What would it accomplish, not only in the lives of those disciples, but in our lives as well, for the disciples to come? 
So if you would turn with me to the 16th chapter of John, we're going to look at verses 1 through 11, or you can just look up here on the screen and be fine. These things I have spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think he doeth God service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you to, that I go away. In other words, Jesus is telling him that it's, it's, this is for the best. In other words, if I don't go away, how are you ever going to experience this presence that's going to help you? It's, it's absolutely necessary. It's been prophesied. It, it, it's, it's got to happen. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. In verses 1 through 7, Jesus explains to them what's going to happen when, he's, when he leaves. He says that, that when I leave, your comforter will come. Your helper will come. And he explains to them why it has to be this way. In verses, uh, verse 4, he said why he had not told them this before, because he was still there. He was still with them. Verse uh, 5 through 7, Jesus explains what he was going to do, send the Holy Spirit. 8 through 11, he says that the Holy Spirit is being sent, what the Holy Spirit is being sent to accomplish and why. The Holy Spirit was not just being sent to empower them. The Holy Spirit is being sent to convict the world of its sin, to expose the sin in the world. The world that does not know him. And it says that the Lord of this world, and we even all know who that is, the devil, amen. The Lord of this world has already been judged. So we don't have to worry about him. Yes, he's going to try to throw uh, uh, all kinds of things in the mix throughout the course of our life to discourage us, to throw us off track of staying on the path of righteousness. But we know who our God is. We know that he's already defeated. We know what we have to do and what we need to do and what God has made available for each and every one of us to do to stay on that path of righteousness. The problem comes when we don't make the right choice. I want you to turn over to Psalm 4610. This very short passage of scripture says an awful lot. And it's one that I have hanging up in my pastor's study. 
because sometimes I have to do what this scripture says. Sometimes I get so much, so much stuff on my mind and so much thing going on up here that I just need to be still. You know, when I talked, when we talked about what Colossians said, what Paul said in Colossians about working as if you're working for the Lord. And I know that there, there may be some of you saying, well, Brother Michael, that's a lot easier said than done. You don't know who I have to deal with on my job. You don't know what I've got going on in my life. All I can encourage you today is to read this scripture whenever you get to feeling that way. Not just read this scripture, but believe what the Lord God is telling you. He's saying, just, just be, be quiet, <laughs> be still, and know that I am God, that I will be exalted among the heathen. <laughs> I will be exalted in the earth, that I am above all this. I'm above everything. I am exalted above everything that you're dealing with. So trust in me, be still and know who I am and know that I am who I am and I will do what I say I will do. For more daily inspiration and encouragement from Faith to Victory Ministries, find us on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, and Twitter. Looking for inspiration? Encouragement? Keep listening. It's all here. This is the FTV Radio Network. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.